If you haven't already, be sure to sign up on our website at quantumresearch.co.uk. I'm your host, Ryan here, and this is the Quantum Cast. Today, we're going to be continuing on from yesterday's episode. We're going to be looking at external economies of scale, and hopefully we can give a couple of sources of this. So we've so far discussed internal economies of scale. Internal economies of scale basically arise because of the growth in output of a firm. So that's the point where costs of production, long run average costs of production, start to decrease and it becomes more efficient or more so more profitable for firms to produce. The most efficient level of production is where you get your MES, your minimum efficient scale, where you start to see the beginning of constant returns to scale, otherwise known as the horizontal point on the U curve, the average cost curve. External economies of scale, however, occur when there is a growth in the size of an industry in which a firm operates. So let's give an example. The growth of a particular industry in an area which might lead to the construction of a better local road network, in turn, would reduce costs to individual firms. Why? Because transport is more efficient. Or maybe, let's give another example. If a firm might experience lower training costs because of other firms training workers of whom they can just poach, they can get them, they can steal them by using simple business practices of better pay packages. The local authority might actually provide training facilities free of charge geared to the needs of a particular industry. That drives down costs. That's external economies of scale. One example right there. The government might assist with export contracts for a large industry, but not a small industry. External economies of scale will actually shift the long-run average cost curve of an individual firm downwards. Everything gets cheaper because the external environment has led to lower average costs for them. At a given level of output, in fact, any given level of output, their cost will be lower because the industry as a whole has actually grown. We could give another example of external economies of scale, taxation. This is actually something that doesn't benefit costs for a company. Let's give an example. If a government imposes a tax upon an industry, costs will rise, shifting the long run average cost curve of each individual firm upwards. So if the government had increased employers' national insurance contributions, a tax upon the wage bill of a company, the total cost of labor would rise, and therefore that would push up average costs. It would shift the LRAC upwards, which would not be beneficial for companies in any sector or any industry out there. There's another example we could use. We've talked about taxation, now we can talk about technology. The long run average cost curve is actually drawn on the assumption that the state of technology remains consistent. So basically, we're assuming here as economists that there is no innovation, technology doesn't change, which is completely wrong and it challenges so many theoretical assumptions. The modern day realistic examples could help. I mean, we could use more efficient data storage processes, more efficient computing processes, more efficient cooling processes. There are so many different things as a result of better technology. Transport, that's an even better thing due to higher levels of technology. I mean, safety is something that's been bumped up despite higher speeds being traveled. I mean, back in the old days, it used to be 20 miles per hour on these little kind of carriages. And now we're seeing 70 miles or 60 miles on motorways, crazy stuff. So the introduction of new technology is more efficient than the old. 
at the current moment. And this thus reduces average costs and pushes the long run average cost curve downwards. It reduces the cost once again at every given level of output, which is wonderful. There's also another thing that we should probably talk about, external diseconomies of scale. This is a bit of an ugly topic because the external environment actually would cause higher costs for businesses. So external diseconomies of scale will shift the long run average cost curve of individual firms in the industry upwards. So for every given level of output, the cost of production is much higher. That's the LRAC, the long run average cost curve pricing or whatever structure we'd like to use here. So they occur, these external diseconomies of scale, when an industry expands. Individual firms are then forced to compete with each other and you see bidding up of prices of factor inputs such as wages and raw materials. We must remember the factor inputs or the uh, resources that we could just talk about quickly, land, labor and capital and enterprise. One factor input, land, obviously, you have to have land. Labor, you have to have labor in a business. Capital, you have to have machinery. And enterprise, you have to have investors or those who are willing to actually transform all of those other factor inputs and merge them and create added value. So what we'll do now is make a distinction between the short run average cost curve and the long run average cost curve. We must remember if we're measuring anything in the short run, we should remember that at least one factor must always remain fixed. So short run costs fall at first and then they begin to rise because of diminishing marginal returns as those factor inputs are being used up and by one factor of input being fixed and then it will be used up and once those factor inputs or that particular one is used up the one that is fixed then your costs of production start to rise and as a firm this is bad for you so the short run average cost curve is much more narrower let's say the initial cost fall once you're using economies of scale then you have constant returns at a very low level because it's in the short run and then you have prices rising as you've exhausted the particular factor that was fixed in the first place. So let's just say you have a given amount of labor, but you have a lot of land that you're trying to mine on and you can't get enough workers or enough specialized workers that will actually do the job you want of extracting say iron ore from your mine. Well, you're going to eventually exhaust your capabilities to cut costs and you'll have to probably ask people, offer people from faraway places, more money to come and work for you to fill up that area where you are lacking on because you have a quote unquote fixed factor of production in the short run. But in the long run, all factors are actually variable. Long run average costs change because of economies and diseconomies of scale. So in the long run, a company is actually able to choose a scale of production which will maximize its profits. So assume that you have a normal U curve the maximizing point is where you're at the end of constant returns to scale because you have the highest range, the optimal level of production. You're able to produce at the lowest cost and the largest amount. A lot of long run average cost curves only have one point where you have uh, a minimum efficient scale. That area is obviously where the range begins, but you have to produce at the highest level of which you get the lowest cost. 
to basically make as much profit as possible. We're going to talk about the different types of profits eventually. The difference between normal, which is basically accounting, and supernormal, which accounts for quote-unquote economic costs, so differences in opportunity cost. But we will go further into those over the next couple of episodes whenever we get to that part in the spec. But at the moment, we've looked at long-run costs, we've looked at short-run average costs, and we are able to now distinguish the differences between them. On that note, if you haven't already, make sure you sign up on our website at quantumresearch.co.uk. I've been your host, Ryan Kier. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.